to another brand new episode of Value Nigeria with Ajibola. It's my pleasure to welcome you to today's episode. I trust you've had a very beautiful week. In the past few episodes, we've been talking about basic foundational principles um, about investing just before we begin to talk about the crux of um, value, what value investing is and how to best apply the principles of value investing. We'll continue along the foundational principles today, even as we'll be talking about the topic, the language of investing. Just like you need to learn the language of a particular geographical location before you travel to that location or before you move to that location, um, it's equally important that you need to learn the language of understand the basics of the language of investing before you begin to invest your money. If you are going to a geographical location on holiday, um, it's best you at least understand the basics of the language so that you don't get lost or so that you don't get ripped off in that um, community when you get there. Now, the basic language that is spoken in the investing world or in the financial world is accounting. You need to understand the basics of accounting to be a good investor, You know, to, to make the most of your investing experience. Just like you wouldn't wait until you've attained mastery of a language before you move to that location, I also would not advise you to wait until you attain mastery in accounting before you start investing. My advice is learn the basics and start the process of investing and keep improving your process even as you learn along. I would like to sound some caveats even as we proceed in this episode. And the first is that I'm a medical doctor. I'm not an accountant. So um, permit me if I use the wrong terms once in a while or if I fail to express things in the standard lingua franca of accountants and you know professionals in that line. The next is that this is just a short podcast and it's virtually impossible for us to cover every single thing about, inv- about accounting or about basic accounting. Every company releases what we call financial statements, which are like a scorecard of the way the company has performed over a specific period of time. Just like we expect our children when they go to school, you know, to to bring back report cards from the school as to how each child is doing in their class, how they are developing. The same way the company gives financial statements, which do the same thing. Now, in these financial statements, the company gives all the information that is necessary to make an informed decision about the health of this company. So from all the information that the company gives you, you can look at all of them directly and indirectly. You can come to a conclusion as to if the company is in good health or if the company is struggling. Now, these results can either be audited or unaudited. What an audited result means is that the results have been sent to an external audit firm, an agency or a firm who have looked at the results to ensure that there is no fraud in those results. While unaudited results are only looked at by the finance department of the companies involved. So you want to pay more attention to an audited result than to an unaudited result. But either way, you can still glean a lot of information from each result, whether they are audited or not. Now, there are five basic parts to each financial statement that is released from each company. Now, this can vary depending on the the accounting standards that is adopted by the regulators 
in each geographical location. Okay, so the, the financial statements as released in Nigeria may be a little bit different in its structure as to what is expected of a company, say in America or in Argentina. Okay, so the, basically there are five different parts of the financial statements. The first is the statement of profit and loss, otherwise called an income statement. The second is a statement of financial position, otherwise called the balance sheet. The third is a statement of cash flow. The fourth is a statement of changes in equity, while the fifth is the notes to the account. Notes to the account. We'll just discuss each of them in brief. Now, the statement of profit and loss or the statement of or the income statement basically tells you how much profit or how much loss the company has made within a specific time or the specified time period that that financial statement covers. It starts by telling you how much money came into the company in the process of rendering their service or selling those products that they've produced. The first thing that you see on the income statement is the revenue, how much money came in the course of business you know for that specific for a period of time that's called the top line the revenue the next thing you see will be the cost of the goods that the company sold or the costs the company incurred in delivering their service so the cost how much it cost the company by the time you subtract the cost from the revenues how much the company made the what you get will be the gross profit how much profit the company made strictly in the line of business that they're uh, involved in. Now, from the gross profit that the company has made, the company then re removes other costs. This include um, the taxes the company pays, depreciation of their assets, interests that they've paid maybe to their creditors, to people they owe, and amortization. So by the time the company deducts all these expenses, the tax, amortization, interest, depreciation from the gross profit, what you get will be the net profit. How much is the real profit or how much is the real loss that the company has made for that period of, of reporting? Now, this profit or loss is then divided by the total number of outstanding shares, which is how much, how many shares are in circulation for the entire company. Profit or loss is divided by the total number of outstanding shares, which now gives you the earnings per each share. So what does the income statement of the ideal company look like? An ideal company should have high revenues, then they should have low costs. Okay, so low cost of production or low cost of service delivery. You want them to have a high gross profit. Okay. You want them to have low amortization, depreciation, low interests, and um, low taxes. And then you want them to have a high net profit. So basically, if there was an ideal company anywhere in the world, that's basically what their income statement would look like. Number two is the statement of financial position or the balance sheet. In the last episode, we talked about three terms, assets, liabilities, and equity. Okay. So the balance sheet just tells you how much assets the company owns, how much liability the company owes, and how much how much of that company is owned by the shareholders. Okay, we said assets are what the company owns and what the company uses in the delivery of its service or in the production of its products. Okay, 
there are two broad classifications or categories of assets. You have the current assets, which are assets that the company expects to exhaust or expects to use within one year. While non-correct assets are assets that that has a lifespan of over one year. Okay, the liabilities as well are divided into two. Liabilities is what the company owes. Okay, in the course of delivering a service or in the course of producing its unique products, there are two types of liabilities. You have the current liability. This is the debt that the company owes that they must pay within one year. While non-current liabilities are what the company owes but will pay back in a period of time that exceeds one year. While the equity is actually how much is available or if the company were liquidated, how much would go back to the shareholders. Now, it's called the balance sheet because the liabilities and the equity must be equal to the assets. So, there are two sides to the balance sheet. On the left-hand side, you have the assets, and on the right-hand side, you have the liabilities and equities. So by the time you add the equities and liabilities, it must be equal to the assets. Now, the ideal company's balance sheets should be assets-rich, so there should be lots of assets. There should be low or almost no liabilities at all, and also there should be high equity. Okay, so that's what an ideal company's balance sheet would look like. The next part of the financial statement is the statement of changes in equity. So we've said the equity is how much accrues to each to the shareholders. If the company were liquidated, how much would go back to the shareholders? So that's basically what the equity is. Now with each financial report there is there are some changes in the equity. It's either the equity goes up, the equity comes down or the equity stays the same. So the statement of changes in equity just gives details about whatever change may have happened to the value of the equity. The next financial statement or the fourth financial statement is the statement of cash flows. Now what the statement of cash flow tracks is the actual cash, the actual money that comes into the company. Now if you go back to the statement of profit and loss, there are some expenses on that on the income statements that are non-cash items okay so do the company has incurred that cost and has deducted it from its profit money has actually not left its account to settle those bills they are just accounting costs the statement of cash flow tracks the actual cash that is in the bank accounts okay it tracks how much came in from customers how much went out in the payment for you know, raw materials needed to produce the products and how much goes out in buying properties, plants or equipments that are needed for the business. At the end of the day, what you have in the statement of cash flow is how much cash is actually available, how much cash is actually sat in the company's bank account and is available for use in the company. This is very different from the profit, the bottom line that you get in the income statement. Now, the fifth and the last part of the financial statement is the notes to the account. Notes to the account. What the notes to the account just does, what it talks about is that it explains in details how the revenue was generated, how those costs were incurred, how the assets are valued, 
how the liabilities are valued, who they owe. It gives specific details about all the other four financial statements that we've talked about. Now, the notes to the accounts, there are some parts that are written in prose. There are some parts that are just numbers. It can be very boring. Okay, so many investors tend not to read the notes. I, however, advise that, in fact, the notes are, is probably, one, probably the most important part of the financial statement. And that's because it explains details about numbers, about no costs, about things that you've seen in other parts of the financial statements. And many times companies can be funny and they can hide a lot of bombshells in the notes, which if you miss, you know, you might, <laughs> you might be sitting on the ticking time bomb. The company will tell you that they've given all the information. It's in the notes. But many times we don't read them as investors. We just look at the profit. So the company made a profit. So the company made a loss and move on. Each of all these five parts of the financial statements are very important. And I encourage us to read and to learn more about them. In the show notes, I'll leave links to some books and to to some websites where we can learn further and you know glean further about the financial statements thank you very much for listening i appreciate your time we'll see in the next episode where we'll be discussing some other foundational topics even as we build towards talking about core value investing thank you very much for listening have a very wonderful week ahead bye